should rest everybody Sunday in Cleveland. Mike Tomlin made it clear yesterday that Ben Roethlisberger is the only one certain to be rested, along with other players who are deemed to be iffy as practice participants over the course of the week. It's not that simple. It just isn't. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this, the newly reborn DK Sports Radio podcasting network. The Steelers have really nothing to gain from this game other than sustaining, you know, to some extent, the good feeling or the momentum of having broken that three-game losing streak and performing as well as they did in the second half against the Colts. That's really about it. Uh, Second seed, third seed doesn't really amount to anything. You can't pick and choose who you're going to play, and you can't control it with a win or a loss. For all you know, you might be better off losing to get the superior matchup, at least at the time you're playing. You know, you just don't know. So sitting Ben is a no-brainer. To me, sitting Marquise Pouncey, Cam Hayward, Stefan Tuitt, Minka Fitzpatrick is a no-brainer. See who I left out? Yeah. See, T.J. Watt limped off the field pretty good the other day. Tuitt came in and sacked Phillip Rivers right on top of TJ. And it's one thing if he had just gotten the wind knocked out of him or something like that, but that's not the case. He was favoring what looked like to me from the press box a left leg as he came off. And although TJ continued, there's no doubt in my mind that a guy who goes at it the way he does would benefit hugely from just taking the week down. It's not like a buy because, you know, you're still practicing and you're still mentally in it. It's not like, you know, going fishing for a week or something. But it would be a break, and it would be a vital break. There's one catch to it, though, one catch. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by Warrior Alpaca Socks. What makes these socks different is the alpaca fiber used in their construction. It's stronger, softer, far less irritating to the skin, more breathable, warmer than wool, hypoallergenic. From outdoor work socks to cozy bed socks to lightweight diabetic compression socks, they all look and feel great. Go to warrioralpacasocks.com and use the code DK to get 15% off your first order. warrioralpacasocks.com. The code is DK. See, here's the other thing. There's only 16 games in a season. And TJ plays a position that's a counting stats position. Really, it's a counting stat singular position. It's all about the sacks. As it is, right now, TJ leads the NFL in sacks with 15. He leads the NFL in tackles for loss at 23, and he leads the NFL in quarterback hits with 42. Dude is not from this planet. He's just not. 
what he's been able to do this season, including maybe most impressive after Bud Dupree's departure is actually out of this world because teams have doubled him in a way. They don't purely double him. They don't put two guys on him in an entire play, but they put one guy on him, obviously, and another who just kind of goes by and chips him, keeps him moving in a certain direction, makes it easier for the primary blocker, so to speak. He's still getting the job done. He's still disrupting. He's still blowing up plays. He's still stuffing the run, and you'd better believe he's still getting to the quarterback. This is an extraordinary football player, a generational football player. And he should have been, in my estimation, the NFL's Defensive Player of the Year in 2019 rather than Stephon Gilmore of the Patriots. Easy for me to say that and sound like a homer and whatever else here, but I did the math on this too. What Gilmore did was opportunistic, and what Gilmore did wasn't repeated this season. TJ's done nothing but excel from his very first game in Pittsburgh. His is a body of work that is now being topped off, that is peaking right in front of us in 2020. From the individual perspective, from the team perspective, the Steelers are the only NFL team in over 30 years to generate 50-plus sacks in four consecutive seasons. That's so amazing. I want to read that to you again. The Steelers are the only NFL team in over 30 years to get 50-plus sacks in four consecutive seasons. Sure, a lot of other guys are contributing. Tuitt's having one of the best seasons of his career, maybe the best. Bud can't and shouldn't be forgotten. Cam Hayward has been a big part of this as well. Mike Hilton's gotten to the backfield and given other teams a lot to think about. But this is still built on one man. And he should be the defensive player of the year. And as a result, if I'm Mike Tomlin... Maybe, just maybe, you say, I'm going to go talk to that guy. I'm going to see how he feels about this. Because if TJ goes out there Sunday in Cleveland and adds to these numbers, with the momentum that he's already got building up nationally toward being DPOY, maybe he cements that. Are you risking something? Sure, you risk something every time you step onto the football field. Every single snap could be your last of that season of a career. Are you potentially rewarding a guy for a beyond-belief work ethic, talent level, dedication, and everything else when he still hasn't signed the contract that keeps him here for life? Yeah, I think so. I think so, and I think that's fair. Now, there might be something that TJ says. He might say, hey, this this leg is killing me. Have you seen the size of Stefan Tuitt? Do you know how big that man is to throw him and Philip Rivers on top of me? 
No, I'd rather have the week down. Then you respect that. But I, I wouldn't make a blanket pronouncement that TJ is going to be out, that we're just sitting him and we're going to keep him available for the playoff game. Sometimes the individual stuff does matter to the team as a whole. Having T.J. Watt happy in Pittsburgh, having T.J. Watt feel that he's respected, fully respected, all the way respected by everybody in Pittsburgh, including the Steelers brass, that means something too. And I'd honestly... I'd like to see the guy out there. For one, it would tell me that he, you know, the injury or whatever it is that happened to him, and remember that that was never announced or anything, was fine. Not a big deal. But for another, my goodness, this player deserves this award. There's no one who's touched what he's done in the league this year. There's no Stephon Gilmore. There isn't an Aaron Donald. And look, AD's been great. AD is always great. AD rolls out of bed great. But from a pure impact standpoint, A.D. swallowing up double teams or triple teams in L.A., I'm sorry, that doesn't have the same impact as T.J. relentlessly getting to the other team's backfield. No matter what, no matter who's out, who's in, who's blocking him, doesn't matter what the scheme is, what the opponent is, who the quarterback is. Mobile quarterback, stationary quarterback, he gets all of them. He's had the greatest impact as a defensive player individually and, again, on his team. That's DPOY. If he wants to go for it Sunday in Cleveland, he absolutely, unequivocally should. When we come back, just one question. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Just One Question is brought to you always by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George. They take care of people who've been hurt in car accidents, who need help with workers' comp, who filed medical malpractice claims. If that's you, go to LGKG. They pride themselves in doing what they say they're going to do. It's important to them that when they make you a promise, they keep that promise. They've been keeping promises to their clients in our region for over 80 years. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. You can learn more online at lgkg.com or by giving them a call at 888-842-5454. Today's question comes from Ryan, who asks, in reference to a, a report on CBS Sports that Juju Smith-Schuster said that the Steelers were having their plays called out at the line of scrimmage. 
Sunday against the Colts. Ryan's question is, is this true? If so, it's a pretty big indictment of Randy Feetner as a game planner and coordinator in general, and we'd need something new for the remainder of the season. Well, this came up at Mike Tomlin's press conference, and he had the perfect answer, so I'm going to play that first. You know, uh, we were calling out their plays, too. Um, Philip Rivers was calling out our adjustments. Uh, I think it's one of the things that kind of goes on in 2020 during a global pandemic when you're playing in in crickets, in, in, in eerily quiet stadiums. Um, you know, I know other teams have talked about that some. Um, I, I think it's just one of the adjustable things that we all globally have to deal with in the 2020 environment because of the level of communication and the amount of communication that's heard between units uh, prior to a snap uh, in 2020's environment. Yeah, that. Uh, these things happen all the time. Ramon Foster, who's now an analyst for us at DK Pittsburgh Sports, will tell you that players are constantly calling out the other team's plays. He would hear it forever on his side, but he also heard of it on the other side. And as Mike Tomlin pointed out, Rivers was doing the same thing. This happens all the time. What this is really about is that we, the figurative, collective, mythical we, don't like Randy Feetner. We have no use for the guy. So anytime anything comes up regarding Randy Feetner that sounds remotely negative, we pounce on it because we want to believe it. It's, it's the oldest thing in the book. You'll believe something that you want to believe. You're way more prone to doing that. We see a ton of that in today's politics in particular. Stuff that's the most ridiculous, outlandish stuff on either side where you go, wow, really? Somebody believes that? Sure they do. They want to believe it. It favors their position. I don't think Randy Feetner is a particularly good offensive coordinator. He lacks imagination. He lacks ambition. He lacks a sense of timing. And I don't believe that he can design a route tree for his wide receivers to save his life. But I also don't believe every single thing that's spun about the guy, whether it's this or the concept that Ben took the field in the second half and just magically hijacked the entire process and started making up his own plays. Eric Ebron on Monday was asked about that, and he said, no, that, that's not the case at all. We practiced every single play we ran. Every one of those is in the playbook. Not one of those was winging it. But it sounds good. It makes us feel good momentarily because... Yes, that guy's terrible, and the more we say things about him that sound terrible, we'll get rid of him. Look, if Randy Feetner's not a very good offensive coordinator, and I don't believe that he is, his contract's up after this season. And depending on how the rest of this season, obviously the playoffs, go, if I'm the Steelers, I'm taking a very hard look at that position regardless. Regardless of how he does the rest of the way, but also regardless of his attachment, meaning Feetner's, to Ben. Ben hasn't been in a position to handpick his coordinator ever since Bruce Arians got run out of town by Art Rooney. I don't know how much more obvious that could be. Ben wasn't crazy about having Todd Haley as a coordinator, to put it mildly. But Ben eventually found a way to work with the guy against his will for a pretty long time. 
Then Randy gets elevated and Ben's more involved in the play design and the play calling, but Ben's involved, you know? Some of that's on him. There was already a step taken in this regard by the hiring of Matt Canada and the open acknowledgement by the Steelers, which was striking in and of itself, that Canada would be involved in play design. Not calling, but design. And we saw that happen. We saw the misdirections. We saw the counters. We saw the jet sweeps. Those are all Matt Canada college-type specials. So it wasn't an act. It wasn't just for show. If you have some superstar offensive coordinator in your ranks, you're not bringing in a Matt Canada. You're not telling people that he's going to be helping out with design. The Steelers know all this. The Steelers know everything that's to this. But that doesn't mean they have to buy into stuff that's BS. They don't have to buy into narratives, which is what this is. The coordinator is lousy enough on his surface that this other stuff isn't necessary. And to repeat, it actually isn't true. It's still a good question, though, Ryan, and I appreciate you bringing it up just as you can tell that I embrace the opportunity to answer it. Thanks, everybody, for listening today. We'll do this again tomorrow. Park University in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door, your car, your gym locker, your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.